complicate the things of God. Amen? See how easy that was? Deep breath in, deep breath out. It's yours. I'm done with it. See, and that's the trick. Uh, and, and I was for real about that. Uh, how many of y'all have ever gone to God? Uh, let me back up. How many of y'all actually pray? Like for real? Like don't lie. You're in church. He knows if you're lying. Okay? Because some of us we say we do and we don't. And I'm not looking. But, you know, uh, we actually pray and we go to God and we got a list of things that we, we want to talk to him about. And we, we get there and we kind of got this big trash bag and it's got all of our worries and our concerns and our problems and our issues and the things that we want him to handle. And we take them all out and we lay them all out at his feet and we pull them all out like, like little cans of groceries. You know what I'm talking about? Or little, little boxes and little bricks and rocks and things. And we pull them all out and we set them all out at his feet and we show them all to him. And here's all of our worries and all of our concerns and all of our junk and all of our mess and everything that's wrong, Lord, here it is. And then we pick everything back up and we put it all back in our little bag and we throw it back over our back and we walk right out of our prayer closet with it. We just continue to take it with us. We never really let go of the concerns and the worries of life. We never really release to him the problem. We continue to work on the problem. We continue to think about the problem. We continue to What's the word? Cipher on the problem in our head. How can I fix it? How can I do this? How can I do that? And the Bible makes it so very clear over and over and over. For those of you that actually read it, and I'm not being critical, I'm just saying for those of you that actually read it, some of us just don't have time. I mean, I'm, I, I live a very busy life. Uh, for those of you that know my personal life, you know how, how often I am in the middle of something and doing something or whatever it is that I may be in the middle of. And, and so I don't really have as much time to read the Bible as I used to. And so I have an awfully busy life, so I have to make sure that I read. You know what I mean? To make sure that I actually get in there and take a look and see what the Bible has to say on a daily basis. And so it's, it's real difficult to take time to get in and allow the word to speak to me about my personal situations. And so therefore, because of that, I have a tendency to get over into trying to figure things out. Does this make sense? Am I making sense? If not, I'll, I'll talk about something else. You know, we can always talk about, you know, penguins if you want to. We can, or primates, you know, which reminds me of a joke. I've, I've lost y'all, so I'm going to I'm gonna tell a joke. I've lost you, so I've got to tell a joke, okay? So, what do you call two monkeys that share an Amazon account? No, prime mates, whoever got it. Prime mates, yeah, good one, good one. All right, so half of you know this one already because I couldn't hold it, hold it in, I had to tell it. So half of you know this, half of you don't. If you know it, shush, and I'm talking to Jessica Lewis. Does anybody know how to make an egg roll? Yes, sir. Oh, you didn't know I was going to call on you, did you? I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm joking. All right. You know how you make an egg roll? You push it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Badoom. 
I don't know. So I got you back. Okay, I got you back. So the worries and concerns of life are real. And the things that we go, I don't know why I'm on this, but I'm going to stay on it. I'm going to stick on it for a little bit. They're real, and the concerns of life are real. And there's stuff that we go through that we have to, we have to let go of, guys. We have to let it go. And I was for real whenever I was talking earlier. You know, God is a perfect gentleman. He will allow you to work on what you want to work on. And he will allow you to keep what you want to keep. Because he is a gentleman. I mean, chivalry was not created by us. It's his way of doing things that we're doing. Are y'all with me? Good, good manners were not created by us. That's a moral code handed down from heaven on how you're supposed to treat people. That's his way of treating people that we use around here on the earth. And so he's a gentleman because he's a gentleman. He was the first gentleman. So if you want to take care of something, he will sit back and let you do it. Even if it's a detriment to yourself, he will let you do it. Who's got kids around here? All right, so you're teaching your child how to do a thing. Tie their tennis shoes. Do we still teach kids how to tie tennis shoes or do we just do Velcro all the time now? We don't, we don't know. Nobody, uh, parents are like, I have no idea. I don't know. Do you teach your kids how to tie t- Brushing their teeth. Do you teach your kids how to brush your teeth still? Do we still do this thing? Okay, good. Thank God. Except for Joseph. Yeah, there's a lot of pointing at Joseph this morning. So, <laughs> poor Jojo. He gets, he, he gets picked on all the time. So you're teaching your child how to brush their teeth, and you show them how. And at some point, you have to stop. For those of you that have children, like my kids are, you're 16, right? My youngest is 16. I haven't brushed their teeth in at least 10 years or better, okay? At some point, we stop brushing their teeth for them, and we let them do it on their own, right? Okay? Even if they're doing it wrong, we're not going in there brushing their teeth anymore because you're old enough to brush your own daggum teeth. I mean, if you can't brush your teeth by now, there's a big, huge problem, right? Well, it's kind of the same thing with God and to, to a degree. I mean, at some point, you should be able to, you know, handle some stuff on your own, and you ought to be able to do some things. And, man, I done told you how to do that, and why are you, why you still... What? No, no, baby. Toothpaste. Don't just use water. Any of y'all still brushing with just water? Okay, you know, so it's kind of this. Oh, excuse me here. I'm, I'm trying to do a thing. I'm not fancy like Paul. I don't have that thing attached to my ear. So you see where I'm coming from. So there is, there's this, I don't want to say requirement, But there's this expectation that God has on us that at some point we're going to begin to walk without uh, or ride the bike without the training wheels, right? There is an expectation of growth. There's an expectation of at some point you're no longer a baby Christian. You at least graduate from from, uh, pre-K to kindergarten. 
there's this expectation of growth that he has on us that tomorrow you'll be a little bit better than you were today, right? And so because of that, there is a slight little bit, and excuse me for saying, so I'm so sorry for bringing this up, there is a slight little bit of responsibility that is on you. I actually got an O. Where'd that come from? <laughs> Somebody got it. Yay! There is just a slight little bit of expectation and responsibility that is on us. He actually requires us to do some things. And those things are found in this little book right here or, you know, on the thing right here. And these things that he requires of us, they're not just overly just like extraordinarily, hugely, enormously complicated things. But yet we find ourselves having a real difficult time getting them done. I'll give you an example. There were these two people. They lived a long time ago. Their names were Adam and Eve. Y'all remember these guys? Y'all ever heard of them before? And they, they, were, they were pretty cool folks, all right? So like, so, like, out of all the people that have ever existed, they were the first, okay? You heard of them? Like, the first ones ever. Yeah, we are. We're related to them. Yeah, they were your great, 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 great. You get it. Grandparents. I wasn't going to do all the grades. It's like, it's, like one of those, it's like one of those weird math problems that has like the little number, you know, at the top of the number. Like you got like the word and then like the little number at the top. You know what I'm talking about? The, uh, it, the superscript, yeah, the power of. You know, exponent, thank you, my wife and somebody over here, the smart people. Yeah, the smart people said exponent. It's an exponent, all right? So it's one of those. It's a great, it's great with an exponent, and I don't know which, which number it is. All right, grandparent is, is who they are. And they lived a really, really, really long time ago. And when they lived, it was like them, it was like the two of them, and God. Like, things were great. Like, they could use the entire capacity of their brain. Did y'all know this? Like, their whole brain worked. Like they were made perfect in the image of God. Seriously, when they were first made, they were made perfect in the image of God. They were so smart that Adam, the dude, like, like he named all the animals by himself. All of them. And the bugs. He named them all. He would work, like, like when he first got here, he could work in the yard and not bust a sweat. You do realize this. Eve, at the time, whenever she was made, she did not have children. However, if she would have had children, it wouldn't have hurt at the time that she was made. Y'all following me? These people were freaking phenomenal. They were amazing. They were like Hercules on crack. I mean, these folks could do anything. They were wild. It's like, whoa. Like, like I want to meet them one day in heaven and go like, wow. Like, what was it like before, like, all the stuff, you know? Because, like, there was stuff. Y'all remember the stuff? Yeah. So, so like, here's the, here's the deal. They're, they're living in this place called Eden, right? And it's a pretty cool place. And, and there's trees and stuff, and they can eat whatever they want to eat. Except one thing, right? Except one thing. 
Well, they could do whatever they wanted to do, except one thing. They could go wherever they wanted to go, except for one place. Right? Just one thing. One thing they couldn't do. And for some reason, that one thing they weren't supposed to do, what'd they do? They did that. Human beings were so awesome. The one thing we're not supposed to do, that's what we're going to do. We just can't wait. We're like, really? I'm not supposed to eat that? No. <laughs> I really am not supposed to eat this. We've been like that since we were created. Why? Who knows? But that's the way we are. And we have to fight that thing every single day. Every day there's this fight that's going on against it. And if you don't realize that that fight is there every single day, you have got the wool pulled over your eyes and the enemy is whooping you every day of your life. He is whooping up on you and that's the reason why stuff ain't right in your life. It's because you don't realize that there's a battle there and you don't realize that you got to have help. And you don't realize that that whole bag of stuff that you're toting around, that you're taking to God, and that you're laying out in front of him, and that you need some help on, and you don't realize you're packing it all back up, and you're trying to tote it right back out. You don't realize that that, all that stuff is there, and that you're trying to handle up on all of it. You You don't realize that it's all there. You don't even see it. Because you're so busy trying to handle up on all of it, because that's the one thing you're supposed to do, is just leave it at his feet. And just let him have it all. Man, I'm getting some funny looks, aren't I? Ain't this fun? Let's go to 1 Peter. I didn't even get ready, Melissa, because this ain't in none of my notes. 1 Peter. Isn't this nice? Everybody having fun this morning? 1 Peter. I'm going to go to chapter 5, Melissa. And I want to go to verse... uh, Let's go to verse 5. Let's start there. Can we do that? And I'm going to go all the way to verse 9, I think. I may go further, but let's at least go there. So it'll be 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5 to 9, maybe 10 if I feel like it. Everybody doing good? Let me know when it gets on the screen. Marvelee's so happy she's not working back there this morning. Look at her. She's, she's having such a good time. Yeah, keeping it fun. Keeping it fun. We're having such a good time this morning. Paul's, gonna, Paul's watch, watching right now on Facebook going, I ain't never going to let him preach again. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, Melissa. 1 Peter 5, 5. We got it? Okay, cool. 1 Peter that's not it there we go thank you all right likewise you younger people which is everybody in this room for those of you that are over 40 submit yourself to your elders which none of our elders are here right because all of us are young Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed in humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Now you can live in this scripture for the rest of your life and never get it. 
Not 100%. Because all of us have a little bit of pride we got to deal with every day. Okay? Our Pentecostal brothers and sisters call it dying daily. It's part of their dying daily that they have to do is getting rid of oneself and putting self down. Okay? All of us have to deal with this on a regular basis. To be submissive to somebody is a very difficult process. I don't have time to get into it, but what I do want to point out is that God will resist the proud, but give grace to the humble. Now, the example of the proud is this. God, here's all my mess that I want you to deal with, but I'm going to pack it all back up and put it in my bag, and I'm going to take my bag and go my merry way with my stuff in my bag. That would be an example of proud. You're so bent on you taking care of it that you won't give it to Him. That's why He's having to resist what's going on with you. Because you want to handle up on you. You want to take care of your stuff. He has to resist it. He can't even get to it because you got it. Y'all following me? Okay. However, a humble person is a person that will give it to him, lay it all out there, and say, Lord, I have absolutely no idea how to fix none of this at all. Take it and walk away from it. That would be humility. Absolutely no idea how to take care of it. You remember, there's a, there's a story in the Bible about a, a king. His name was Jehoshaphat. Did I say that right? Jehoshaphat. 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 Second Chronicles chapter 20 is where you'll find this story. He's got three armies coming against him. The Amorites, the Hittites, and some otherites, and the Ites and the Mendonites and the Hezekites and the, yeah, the Ites, a lot of Ites, <laughs> the COVIDites. There you go. There's, there's a blast from the past. COVID. Where'd that go? Anyway, <laughs> he's got all these armies coming against him. And he declares a fast throughout all Israel. And he says, look, I want everybody to fast because I don't know what to do. And they even pray a prayer. They go to the temple and they pray a prayer and they say, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And the word of the Lord came to a guy, a prophet, and he was the son of this guy and the son of this guy and the son of this guy and the son of this guy. I mean, it actually says all of that in the Scripture, Shannon. You wouldn't believe it. It's like there's a bunch of names in there of people we ain't never going to meet. Even when we get to heaven, we ain't even going to be interested in talking to them. And it's going to have all the names of these guys in there. And it came down to this one dude, and it said to this one dude, and he said, Thus saith the Lord, the battle is not yours but God's is what it says in there. Now, a lot of us land on that thing right there, but that's actually what the Lord said. This happened because why? Because the people of Israel were, and Jehoshaphat, did I say that right? Jehoshaphat was willing to say the battle, that, that, that we don't know what to do, but our eyes are 100% upon you. 
And that one little story that you'll find in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 tells us what to do when things get tight and we don't know how to handle something. It's real simple. Lord, you see this mess? Yes, I do, Greg. I don't know what to do with it, but I'm looking to you. And he goes, I, I got it. Now, that's the 2023 version of how that's, that's spoken in the Bible, but that is 100% how the transaction is supposed to be handled. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Verse 6, let's keep going there, Melissa. You're doing so good. Thank you, Melissa. You're doing a great job. Therefore, what are we supposed to do? If he is going to resist a proud person that tries to handle every single thing in their lives, what should we do? We might ought to be humble, huh? That's where the grace is. Y'all do understand what the word grace means. We sing it all the time. Amazing grace. I'm definitely going to get fired. Yes. So if, if we talk about amazing grace, do we even know what grace is? We do? Okay, one person does. That's awesome. Grace is the ability of God. Sometimes it's defined as the unmerited favor of God. It is both. It is God's favor abounding toward you using his ability to do something that you could not do on your own. For instance, salvation is found in his grace. You cannot save yourself. So it took his amazing grace to meet the qualifications for your salvation. So therefore, if you want His grace operating in your life, you must humble yourself to realize, I can't do it. Right? So that was a, that was a big, long, three-week sermonette. Squeezed in about two seconds. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. Please, Lord, make this thing happen. I will, Greg. Can we do it right now? It's going to be my timing, Greg. Okay, Lord, why is that? Because you have jacked up everything. <laughs> There's about a thousand people that I got to influence to do all the right stuff to make all this mess work out for you. Just sit quiet and hush. Been there? But I need it to happen today. It ain't. Any of y'all ever been there? I had a lady at the food pantry yesterday. God bless her. I felt so sorry for her. She's probably watching online right now. Sorry, sweetheart. So I told her to watch online. The message might help her. And this might be the whole reason why I'm in this stuff today. But anyway, uh, she needed some money. She needed 232, 250 something. $252. Yeah, something like that. It was two something two. Either $232 or $252 that she had to have that afternoon. And I just looked at her and I said, well, I... I ain't got no cash on me right now at all, none. I don't carry cash. For those of you that know, if you want some money, don't come ask me because I ain't got no cash. Promise. And so I said, I ain't got no cash on me. Can't help you there. I said, I'll pray with you. And I said, tell me the story. And she had this big, long story. Basically, she had borrowed money for some people, thought she was going to get some hours, didn't, did not prepare for the lacking of the hours, had to borrow the money because she didn't prepare, does this sound familiar? Does it sound like y'all? Sounds like me. Didn't prepare, and now I'm behind the ball, and ain't got what I'm supposed to have, and now I'm trying to skimp around and rob for Peter to pay Paul. Ever been there? Okay. All right, cool. So I'm talking to the right people. 
So anyway, she's behind, and I was like, sweetheart, I'm just going to tell you the truth. You just need to be honest with the people that you owe. Tell them what's going on. Tell them what you will do. Tell them what you can do today and what you will do at the next time and prepare for it and get, get thyself ready. Is about all you could do. Because, I mean, you know, I mean, every once in a while, there has been in my life where God's just made money just kind of poof appear. But, like, that's like, that's, like, not common. You know what I mean? That's, like, not going to be the normal way he's going to operate and do stuff. Because he's got to work with peoples in the earth to kind of get, get things going for us. You know, I mean, he got to, you know, so don't go to him and say, I got to have it now. It's like, that's, that's, that's just not wisdom. You know, it's best to prepare and plan and be, be wise about things. Don't know who that was for, but it was for somebody. Go back to verse 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. I told a story last week. Were y'all here last week? For Easter's? Now, all right. Jesus had to get on the other side of a sea. So he said, we're going to go to the other side. After he said that, he went and he laid down in the back end of a boat on a pillow. The stern. We figured out last week that the stern was the back end of the boat. We didn't know that, but we do now, right, y'all? Okay. Big storm comes. Disciples lost it. They absolutely lost their mind because the water was coming in the boat. They went and they woke up Jesus. Hey, you need to do something about this. Jesus got up. He said to the storm and the waves, peace be still. Everything got real quiet. The disciples went, wow. Jesus looked at them and said, why y'all ain't got no faith? And went back and laid back down because he was upset. He was sleeping. They woke him up. And then the moral of the story is, is that Jesus had already said, this is what's going to happen. So all of the stuff and all the mess that's happening don't matter. He's done spoke it. If he said it's going to be this way, then that's the way it's going to be. Anybody ever seen Bobby Boucher before? Y'all ever seen Bobby Boucher? He had a girlfriend, Vicky Valancourt. Mama didn't like Vicky Valancourt, did she? But Vicky Valancourt, when they was trying to see what was going to happen in a football game, they said, what's going to happen? She said, this is going to be the score. He said, why? That's the way it's going to be. Y'all remember that? She just looked at, uh, I think it was Swan or somebody. That's the way it's going to be. That's the way Jesus is. If he said it, that's the way it's going to be. What's your problem? You know, you don't be questioning whether or not we're going to get to the other side, Peter. Who do you think you are, James and John? Y'all be quiet. Jesus said we're going to the other side. That's the way it's going to be. It's like Jesus be from Morgan City or something. That's just the way it's going to be. Y'all feeling me here? If it's written in red in your Bible, that's the way it's going to be. And in that story, you find it in Mark chapter 4 up in there. Y'all go read it at home. I know you're excited about reading it when you get home too. Y'all, go, y'all can't wait to get there and crack your Bible open. I know all of you, just anticipation is building. Anyhow, you're going to go read it. Jesus said, let's go over to the other side. That's the reason why he was asleep on the pillow. Because the word of the Lord had been spoken. 
And because God had said this is the way that it's going to be, Jesus wasn't all messed up when everything got all, got, got all kind of weird and kind of crazy. So the disciples got all kind of weird and got all kind of crazy, and they did not humble themselves. They didn't humble themselves. They all got all bent out of shape because they wasn't willing to get under the mighty hand of God. Really? Come on, verse 7. Keep going. Oh, see, now it's all tying in the next week a little bit. I'm getting there. What's verse 7 saying? So the way that we humble ourselves is that we cast in what? All of our care upon Him. Because why? Because He cares for you. See, the disciples, they were in the boat. The boat was filling up with water. They thought they were going to sink. They go running to Jesus, back there asleep on a pillow, hanging out doing His thing, freaking out, going crazy. Lord, don't you care? They even said, don't you care? How many of y'all done going to God and acting like He don't care? When you go to pray. Acting like God don't give no two cents or a dang about you. Acting like he done left you hanging. Am I talking to the right group of people here? Don't you care, Lord? Of course he does. He gave his best shot 2,000 years ago and hung it on the cross. Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, he does care an awful lot. Don't ever act like he don't. He does. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God in due time, and He will exalt you. Casting all of that care that you got, give it to Him when you get in that prayer closet, and the worries done got on you, and the concerns done got on you, and the whole what we going to do's is done got on you, and you done got worked up so much you about ready to cuss has got on you. All of that in that moment has got on you. You give every second of that to Him Casting all of that care on him. Why? Because he cares for you. Next verse. This is good stuff right here. What you got to do though, you got to be sober. Don't go get drunk now. <laughs> Y'all didn't think that was as funny as I did. I thought that was funny. Because <laughs> what are we going to do when stuff gets tough? We, uh, somebody need to give me a drink. I need a margarita and some chips and salsa right now. Huh? I'm sorry, that ain't y'all. That's the First Baptist Church. Ah! Got you on that one, didn't I? I got you on that one. There you go. Everybody woke up. I'm playing First Baptist. They know I'm playing. Brother Leland's a good friend of mine. I'm playing. I'm playing. Y'all know that. I'm at the Pentecostal Church. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm playing around. We all real people. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You get in that spot and you want a release. You want a release. You're so wound up. You're so bound up. The enemy done got you so messed up in your brain. You want a release. So you go get the chips, the sauce, you put a bunch of salt on there. You tell the waitress, you go get the biggest margarita you got and I want an extra shot in that thing. Put a Corona down in that deal. I want a Corona bottle hanging out the end of that thing. Y'all think I'm playing. I know. I, I seen y'all there. I saw y'all down him the door. <laughs> huh? That was last weekend. Yeah, I done got sanctified. That was before Easter, Greg. <laughs> you got to have some relief. 
But then what happens is you hit that, you hit that and that ain't enough, and then you need, you need to get a shot of uh, Casamigos. You want two or three shots of Casamigos, then that ain't enough. You know, now you start hitting some stuff that's a little harder. Oh, it's just some weed, Greg. It's just some weed. It's just a blunt in the parking lot of the church. I said that for a friend of mine. And then it gets a little harder. Because why? Because we don't know how to work with worry. We don't know how to work with concern. We don't know what to do with our care. We don't know how to get rid of it. We don't know what we're supposed to do with it. Why? Because we call caught up in pride because we're not willing to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and let God handle it. We're trying to give it over to the enemy, and the enemy ain't going to do nothing with it but give us more concern and more worry. We keep trying to do it his way instead of trying to do it God's way. That's the reason why Peter had to stop and say, hey, look, because I tell you what, Peter was a fisherman. He cut a dude's ear off in front of Jesus. I bet he had a drink or two. Oh, y'all didn't think that one's funny. I bet you he did. You need to ask him when you get there. He was a business owner. He had his own boats and, and people that worked for him. Yeah, I bet he had cussed somebody out in a minute. That's Peter, y'all. He even denied, he denied Jesus. I bet, yeah, I bet, yeah. Hmm. Ask him when we get there. But that's why he's saying be sober. Be vigilant. Because why? Your adversary, the devil, is walking around like a roaring lion and he's looking for those that he's going to take out. Humility is important. Getting rid of worry and concern is important. We have to stop ourselves and halt ourselves and be willing to halt in the big middle of all the mess and say, what am I doing? I got a responsibility here. I do. Greg got a responsibility in the big middle of this mess. My responsibility is to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. Cast my care upon him. Let him have it. Let him take care of all this business and then this thing. I need to be like Jesus in the back of the boat with my head on a pillow, acting like everything's going to be okay because he said it was going to be okay. See, we've not been taught over time that this right here is a handbook for life. The pillow is found here. This is where you find out that you go into the other side. My God shall supply all you need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. A-OK. That'll cover an awful lot of mess that we go through in life. Grab hold to that thing. Let that be the pillow. And for all the other mess that we run into, just go ahead and relax on it. All right, Melissa, grab that Isaiah scripture that I gave you towards the end. And let's head out, sweetie. She's done a good job, hasn't she? Yeah. I'm so proud of her. You got me? Am I up there? Look at this. This is Isaiah 43, 25. I got this from Devin Martin this morning in prayer. See, if you don't go to prayer in the morning at 9 o'clock before church starts, you're missing out. I'm just telling you. Preacher got something. It's fresh off, off the presses. Check this out. This is Isaiah translating what he heard God say. So he's a prophet. So this is God speaking to, to us. I, even I, and am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. And I will not remember your sins. Now, before you go to the next one, 
Scripture last week we talked about there's a race to be run. And in this race that we're running, we're to keep our eyes upon Jesus. And we're supposed to get rid of all the sin that so easily besets us, the Bible says. Sin will slow us down. Worry will slow us down. All of these things will keep us slow. God is saying, look, all your sin and all that, I'll blot it out for my own sake and I won't even remember it. And so the big question is, is if he's not remembering, why are you? Why are you holding on to stuff that God won't even hold on to? I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I went to him one time. I said, Lord, please forgive me. Man, I did something wrong and talked to him about it. And I kept going on and on and on and on. And just in my spirit, I got this. What in the world are you talking about? Just as strong. I mean, so strong that it, 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 it got me real emotional. I get emotional anyway. Everybody knows it. It ain't that funny, Terry. <laughs> and he said to me, he said to me, what are you talking about? And I, I rehearsed what I did wrong. And again, in my spirit, what are you talking about? And I was reminded of this. Don't forget that as we ask for forgiveness and we repent, He is just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Which means that as we ask for forgiveness, He immediately wipes them away as if it was never done. This is not Old Testament to where it has to be rehearsed over and over again every year. Our sins were not covered with the blood of goats or with oxen or with some sort of animal. Our sins were destroyed with the blood of the perfect lamb and his name was Jesus Christ. So never, ever bring him back a sin that has been dealt with by the blood of his son. He's blotted it out. He's not going to remember it. And there's no reason for you to remember it. I even I who am he who blots out your transgression for my own sake and will not remember your sins. Keep going. Put me in remembrance and let us contend together. State your, state your case that you may be acquitted. That's as far as I want to go. State your, state your case. Put me in remembrance. The best lawyers out there are the ones that know the law. You get accused of a crime, the best way to get out of it is to get the best lawyers you possibly can. Donald Trump is in the middle of some sort of something that I don't completely understand right now, but I see it on the news and on the feeds of all the social media. That man's got more money than I'll ever be able to spend in all of my life. I can promise you he has paid for some people that are the best at knowing what the law means and says in whatever situation that he has found himself. God is telling us to know what the law says. We have 66 books of what he expects from us. Put him in remembrance of what it says. Lord, here is all of my mess. It has to do with money. 
My money's not right. But your word says in Malachi chapter 3 that if I tithe, that you'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out such blessing that I don't have room enough to contain it. That's exactly what it says in Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. It says those words exactly. So therefore, Lord, I put you in remembrance of what your word says and I'm asking you to take care of this mess. I'm leaving it at your feet. I'm casting my my care upon you and I'm going to go sleep on this pillow. I thank you for it in advance that it's done. Because you're good and your mercy endures forever and the blood of Jesus was more than enough to take care of this mess right here. That's what God's looking for in us. That's our responsibility. And we let it go, y'all. Quit trying to work it out. Work it out here. Do some business in the Spirit. Do some business with God. Don't try to do no business out here. You're just going to mess it up more. Promise you. Let's all stand. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We've released worry to you. We've released concern to you. We thank you, Lord, that there is a way to get out of whatever hole we find ourselves in. We thank you, Lord, that as we begin to work our way out of whatever mess we're in, you are there to help us and to exalt us. And then as we cast our care upon you, we know, Lord, that you care for us. Now, for those of us that have already found ourselves outside of any kind of hole or problem, We ask, Lord, that you show us people around us that we can help, that we can guide, that we can give the wisdom that you've shown us over the years. We could share, Father. We could share the wisdom that you've shown us over the years because some of us, Lord, we already know these things. We've already experienced these things and experienced your goodness. And we can help mentor and lead people out of the spot that they're in, Lord. So all of us have a role to play, and we all have a responsibility And we're looking forward to our role and our responsibility in the kingdom of God in the week to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Anybody needs any prayer or anything?